Is entertainment a waste of time or a vital part of life? So Grande, a meme creator on YouTube, tweeted out, It's fine to think that my content is shit, but hating on the fact that I stopped working as a doctor is so weird to me. Like, why do you care so much? Lol, it's my life. I definitely prefer this job and it also makes me more money. So it was a no-brainer decision to me. Plus, I'm also pursuing programming and game development right now, which I've learned that I'm more passionate about anyway. I wouldn't have had much time to explore new things like this if I was working 60 plus hours a week in a hospital either. It doesn't matter where you move from into this career, there will always be people who talk shit about you for doing so. I've had people and say like, man, imagine if you didn't spend 10,000 hours playing GTA 5. Look at all the things you could have done. And then they list like curing cancer or becoming a psychologist and all this jazz. And it's just like, get real. I don't see this career as as valueless as some people believe it to be. And I believe it has a significant positive impact on the world. There isn't a single person who shits on the idea of making content online that doesn't themselves consume that content and enrich their lives with it. Entertainment has value. If you've ever looked at like an analysis of needs of, of humans to be satisfied and happy in their lives, entertainment is on that list. So what I'm saying is even, even had he not been a doctor, and had he been, I don't know, a garbage man or something, there still would have been people who'd be like, I can't believe you've quit a real job like garbage man to become a goddamn YouTuber, man. It's not a real job. Why don't you do something with your life? I've been getting those comments every moment, but often they would be very flattering comments where people suggest that, oh my, your intellect is wasted here on YouTube. You should be out there doing grand research and all that shit, as if I'm uh, something of significance when I'm not. But I think this is the way with like any sort of new sort of career. Although there will always be those people who look at any job that isn't physical as not really a job. What you aren't planting seeds into the ground with your hands and you just sit in an office all day, that's not a real job. I think it is true that it doesn't matter what job you have, there is someone out there who believes that job to be completely worthless and a disgrace to society. Is crypto a blessing or a curse for the world? Don't think crypto is inherently dumb. Separating money from state is a powerful concept. Why would you want it moved from the state to like a random set of individuals? No crypto is truly decentralized as there always ends up being a handful of big players that owns the vast majority of whatever token exists and they have all the ability to influence the market and destroy it if they want to. You change power from a democratically elected body where power is massively diffused and very hard for one individual to control and you give it into the hands of like often one guy or like a handful of guys whose names you don't even know. You you have no ability to influence at all. That's not an improvement. As we've just now recently seen with like one exchange goes under and then every other crypto company associated with in the industry also starts to collapse because it's all centralized. We just saw with a FTX thing where it was just a bunch of like a, a 10 guys who weren't even keeping like ledgers of what accounts they had and what assets they had. And they're worth billions upon billions of dollars. And you're like, hmm, yeah, I want the economy, the currency of the day to be controlled by just a bunch of random fucking college assholes who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. That's, that's just not smart. It's not an improvement. I say often, you can identify issues with something and also accept that that doesn't mean anything that's different to what you've identified as bad is necessarily good, right? Opposition to something bad doesn't make you good. Not that I'm convinced that uh, fiat currency is necessarily bad. 
It defeats the point of crypto for the central exchanges, but that's how people want their money to be used. When things are truly decentralized, it becomes very hard to use them for everyday transactions. You want all the utility of something controlled with none of the concentration of power from something truly decentralized, and you can't have both. No one is going to be willing to accept massive degrees of inconvenience to change the system fundamentally. It's just not going to happen. So you're just going to continue to run into scams, people saying they can solve these problems, when in reality, all they're doing is just trying to vie for their own power. Their, their only interest is changing who is the central authority. I highly still recommend the problem with NFTs by that folding ideas guy. Still as relevant today as ever, crypto cannot solve any of the problems that it claims to be trying to solve. F it wasn't just FTX collapsing in Vestap, like dozens of things collapsed and went into bankruptcy. The amounts of scams associated with crypto is all of them. Like outside of selling illegal drugs or getting around sanctions and, and regulations and, and, and whatnot, it doesn't have any functional purpose. The list of scams in crypto over such a short period of time is in the thousands, perhaps tens of thousands. The amount of actual practical positive benefits that have come from crypto is next to zero. All it's producing is scams. And at the end of the day, that then makes it a scam. I've got the most annoying hearing condition in the world. So before I went live today, I went and got my hearing tested because I currently have tinnitus, which is a thing where when everything's completely quiet, you can hear like a may not that loud, but right now can't hear it because there's like a small whistling from my PC. I'm, I'm talking, stuff like that, but complete silence. Like when you're trying to get sleep, it's a fairly common thing, but uh, no one knows why it happens. But so I went to get my hearing tested today and uh, the woman was like, your hearing is perfect. You are just amazing. I can't believe it. You have got the best hearing of anyone I've ever heard, uh, I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that's not true, of course, but she did say like it was pretty good. Like I was in the normal range. My ears look fine. There's no infection or something. So she's just like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. You're just going to have to like learn to live with it. And I'm just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Science has failed me. Is loud music. There are known reasons why people can get tinnitus, but no specific reason why it happens. So like you can know a catalyst for the outcome, but you don't know what is causing that outcome persistently. So like the hearing test, for example, goes only up to a certain range. And she's like, yeah, that whistling or whatever could be like higher than this, but we just can't test for it. So there's no known cure. Unless of course you have one of these specific, like like an ear infection or something that's causing it, or a buildup of wax, which can also cause it. So she's like, yeah, just, you have to like turn on your TV and get to sleep while the TV is playing. Or I'm gonna have to listen to my audiobook and try and get to sleep. As a person who already has trouble getting to sleep, this was not something I needed. Like she did ask me if it was in one ear. I don't know if maybe if it's only in one ear that's uh, less significant or something, or maybe cure, I don't know. Unveiling the truth behind my giveaways. Wohai Walabala asks on the Discord, which you can ask me questions on the Discord as well for rambles if you are a YouTube member, a Twitch subscriber, or a patron. What value do you as a content creator actually get out of giveaways? After having done so many, do you think they are worth it? When I do a giveaway, I don't really bother looking into like the analytics of whether or not it makes sense to do financially or whether I get like a return or something. In general, giveaways, especially through Gleam, are designed to have your viewers on one platform follow you on other platforms from a business sense. Do I think there's a return on investment for that? Probably not. <laughs> Certainly because I have a 
bonus for Twitch subscribers. Some people will give me their primes, but as more people have given me their primes, as my giveaways have grown, I've just increased the amount of money that I give away in the giveaway. I, in general, just like doing them because, I mean, they're kind of fun to do. They make people's day. I get emails like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I know the experience of randomly getting a couple of hundred bucks or whatever, and it's a good experience. So like, it just seems like a win-win situation. I get to feel good. They get to feel good. They get money. I potentially get people who follow me on more platforms. And it's just everyone involved is getting something out of it. Do I gain more than I lose? The money isn't super important to me. To be fair, neither are the maybe thousand or two Twitter followers or whatever. But like, as I say, it's more about the fun of it. I'm not doing one every day. I just do one every couple of months. What do other YouTubers get out of their giveaways? I can't tell you their motivations. Maybe they believe they're playing some 4D chess where they're like, man, I'm making so much money if I just keep doing giveaways. I don't know. Some people do have other requirements for giveaways that I don't have. And some people say they're doing a giveaway and never give stuff away. Obviously, I'm not that way. You can ask any of the people I've given money to. But it is certainly true that you get people, say, making a Twitter account specifically to follow up, like just follow people for giveaways and stuff. Like it isn't all true engagement or people who are actually be engaged in watching you on whatever platform they've signed up for, for example. Like a person who signs up to you on Twitter because of a giveaway isn't as likely to, you know, look at your stuff or like or whatever the fuck the purpose of Twitter is compared to a person who's knowingly sorts you out for that purpose, right? So yeah, as you say, the value is even probably lower than you perhaps perceive it to be. But as I say, I'm not really sitting there with a calculator doing the maths to find, does the analytics make sense at all? I just think it's a fun thing to do. And it's like, while I'm there, when in Rome, I may as well ask people to uh, just follow me on other stuff, because why not? I don't think it harms me. Like, I know for a fact that people don't just immediately unsubscribe or immediately unfollow or something, because I'd be able to see that on the back end. But what's more likely is a lot of people just making accounts specifically to sign up to giveaways and stuff. With that being said, you cannot win my giveaway unless something you've used to sign up shows some sign of not being a bot, of life. Like, if you got one tweet to some random soccer player where you're like, man, you're a dick. I'm like, well, that's a real, real person. Maybe not a nice person, but here's your money. Probably every giveaway that I do, there's maybe one or two people where, like, the bot doesn't even look particularly complex. All it is is just, like, nothing but following giveaways and they haven't subscribed to anything, like they're not subscribed to my YouTube or something, they've just like visited particular things because it's easier to get a bot program to do. Is that the vast majority of people who sign up are just normal people, but like I'm not gonna give money to bots. Matt stalks you when you win the giveaway? I wouldn't say stalking, but like if you follow me on Twitter, it will say, hey, this person won by following you on Twitter. So I'll look at your Twitter. And if your Twitter is just nothing but giveaways, I'll go, well, uh, let's see, oh, they, followed me on Twitch as well. So I look at your Twitch and I'm like, okay, this person has said actual things in my chat before. So I guess they're a real person. At the end of the day, I want actual people to receive the money so they can get something that they want rather than some person who's just programmed something to enter every giveaway on the internet. Are spam bots gone for good from YouTube? So YouTube has received a lot of backlash for pretty much forever about spam bots on YouTube. And they've always said, we're trying our best to combat them. And at various different times, they got better or worse. You have to imagine that these people doing these spam bots are getting a return on their investment or they wouldn't be doing them. But you've likely seen them in the comment section where it's like, oh, I'm Dark Viper AU. Click and send your name and details to my WhatsApp and I'll give you a prize, ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, it's dumb, but people do fall for it. So YouTube has uh, updated their policies 
and efforts apparently on community spam and abuse. They now have improved spam detection on comments. They've improved bot detection in live chat and they now have comment removal warnings and timeouts. So people will be alerted like, hey, this comment was not cool. And if you do it too many times, they'll time you out for 24 hours. I mean, this is good. Not everyone reads their comment backend like I do. So not everyone has equal chance to catch the bot comments like I do. And even then I'm not gonna catch them all. So it's nice to just have a, another layer of protection. On the back end of YouTube, it's always giving you the option to turn on like an experimental filtering of comments, but I've always found it to be too harsh. Like it would actually remove some comments that I want to see or that are just benign or whatever. They just look kind of sus. Like no system of removing content is ever going to be perfect. There's going to be some things caught in the crossfire, but there needs to be some sort of protections or my entire comment section is just going to be spammed nonsense. So this is good. The magic of my community posts. There was a thing I used to do for Twitter where like whenever I had some random musing that made me like chuckle or blow air out my nose, I would save it in a list and then post it on Twitter. I'm kind of doing that now for community posts. Some a hit, some a miss. Hello, Franklin 2013, GTA 5. Given that an alarm exists to instantly wake us up, I would like an alarm that instantly puts us to sleep. Get on that. Calling everyone mate became common in Australia due to the widespread belief that people's names are not worth remembering. I hope you never forget that one time where we saw that extraordinary thing at that unforgettable place after I said those important words to you. I would never forgive you if you ever had no idea what I was talking about. I don't know. I see weird things. On the back end of YouTube, you can now actually see the result of your community posts. Didn't used to have that. It's a fairly recent thing. So like 7 million impressions, uh, 272,000 likes and uh, 616 subscribers. Like subscribers don't matter all that much these days. It's not like they don't matter at all though. Like I think subscribers matters more for like if you subscribe, it indicates the algorithm that you want to be recommended more videos from this channel, at least uh, for a while, I don't know. But regardless, the subscriber number to me at least represents like how many new people I'm potentially reaching with my posts. And the idea that just on my words alone, someone could subscribe to my channel, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. My thoughts on the new GTA 5 DLC, Los Santos Drug Wars. So I did play the first little bit of the Acid Labs DLC for GTA Online, and it was all right. Apparently there's going to be a bit more every couple of weeks or something to keep people coming back. And it was not impressive at all, but it was certainly a thing. Like it is about what I expected the quality to be considering they're working so hard on GTA 6. And I'm not that disappointed because again, I don't have expectations for GTA Online DLC. It's not something that I particularly care about. It's just something that I can throw a couple of hours at and enjoy something slightly new. People's attitude towards subscriptions has changed. Twitch says, do you know what's funny? Many years ago, YouTube tried to make a feature where some subscriptions would be paid and it backfired, but here we are in 2022 and it's the most normal thing. Thoughts. When did that first come out? Because I do remember that being a thing and you're right, it didn't take off. But that's similar to how YouTube once had a tip jar on people's front page where you could like just give them five bucks or whatever. I think the difference is partly a changing of the time, but also people just slowly coming to accept it through live streaming. Like I'm sure when subscriptions first came out for Twitch, it was like, probably some people would be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen before. I'm, I I wasn't around for when subscriptions first came Twitch paid subscriptions, but I was around for when bits became a thing on Twitch and people said, no one's ever gonna use these. This is the dumbest fucking thing ever. And people use them all the time. Doesn't matter what the thing is, it seems just slowly over time, it just can become the norm. Yeah, I don't know. And so maybe it's a, a difference of time that it was implemented and that uh, like, 
subscriptions have now become such a feature of like basically everything that it, it's just a, a natural part of our day-to-day life, so it's less abrasive, I don't know. Is Instagram the worst social media ever made? I think Instagram is a complete crock of shit. I don't know why anyone would ever use Instagram, honestly. And surely we can all agree that Instagram is the worst social media, right? In terms of function. Like, you might hate TikTok for other reasons, but Instagram is just the worst at doing what it apparently claims to be trying to do. It's awful. And, like, nothing gains traction on that website. Fucking nothing. Doesn't matter what content you put out there, it just it just sits there and does jack all. It's awful. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Facebook. Okay, Facebook's the worst. I mean, Facebook owns Instagram, but you're right. Facebook is worse than Instagram. That's true. Twitter is stupid, and Instagram is Twitter for people who can't read. <laughs> true. Twitter's latest useless features. So if you don't use Twitter, you're probably not aware of the shit fest that the verification system still is on Twitter. There are like half a dozen different verification marks that mean different things in different regions, but this one was particularly funny. From Philip DeFranco. If you speak to me, you better address me by my full fucking name. Philip may or may not be notable DeFranco. So verified account, this is a legacy verified account. It may or may not be notable. That's so weird because like if you go to my account, this account is verified because notable in government news, entertainment, or another designated category. Maybe he and I got our verification marks under different categories or something. There's yellow ones now, as you can see here. Maybe they're gonna let people collect all the color of the rainbow, I, I don't know. Apparently everyone has this verified tab now, and so this verified tab is before your mentions because people who give Elon Musk $8 are worth more attention than the people who are mentioning you specifically, because reasons. It's all very dumb. Rockstar did the unthinkable, they fixed their game. But I do find it funny that they finally fixed the gun lockers. At least that's what people are telling me, considering that they've been broken for so many years and I didn't know they were broken and they caused me so much unbelievable frustration. And so I finally went out of my way to use a gun locker that actually worked and now they fixed it. So that entire write-up that I referenced in my rambles before, no longer relevant. So if you took my advice there and fixed your gun locker shit, you're in the same book as me. Rockstar fixed it, you have to do anything. My chaotic adventure to the hairdresser. So today I did something stupid, chat, surprising I know, but I checked my phone last night and it was like 1am and my hairdresser said, hey, you, you want to come in for a haircut on Tuesday at 4pm? I look at my phone, I'm like, uh, oh, it's, it's Monday, so it's tomorrow will be Tuesday. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll come in at 4pm. So I went to bed and woke up. I'm like, well, it's the next day, then I'll go get my haircut. So I drove uh, 40 minutes to the place where I get my haircut and I arrive and I'm, I, I walk in, I'm like, there's no one here. Even the dogs aren't here. What's going on? I checked my phone, it's still Monday. I was like, oh yeah, I checked my phone at 1 a.m. Monday. The next day isn't Tuesday, it's just a continuation of Monday. So I go, whoops, get back in my car. I drive like 10 minutes down the road and I get a call from my hairdresser. And she's like, were you just at my house? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, you're here now. Come back and I'll give you a haircut. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. And so I, <laughs> I drove back and, um, and she gave me a haircut, which is nice because... The alternative would have been that I would have had to have waited, like, driven 40 minutes back and then the next day come back again 40 minutes and then back and wa- wasting another day. <laughs> it was a very dumb decision. So I got my hair cut. That's why my hair's shorter right now, chat. Isn't it great? Wow. Are old TV shows still relevant 100 years later? I continually wonder, is there, like, some show that people will be watching in 100 years? Like, how old Seinfeld now? 
or Friends. They're like, what, 20, 30 years old? Like, I haven't seen much of Friends, but Seinfeld feels so outdated now when I think about it. The Simpsons? I mean, like, not shows that are still being made. Not new episodes of a show. Let's say The Simpsons stops today. Will people still watch The Simpsons 100 years from now? I think, if anything, The Simpsons continuing as long as it has past the golden years will hurt the ability for that to happen. What's the oldest show that you still think people would occasionally watch? I'm sure there's people who would still watch, like, DVDs of Hogan's Heroes or something. But the audience there must be so small. But, like, when you see shows like Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, shows that just ended so perfectly, or rather, like, we're very satisfying packages, it, like, surely someone a hundred years from now will still want to look at that media. Not just for nostalgia purposes, but maybe, like, an influencer in those years will be like, oh, man, found this show from a hundred years back, was apparently king shit back then. It's so good, dude. You probably haven't heard of a better call, so Breaking Bad. Guys should look into stuff. I know it's dated, you know, it's, it's not beamed straight into your brain. You gotta watch it on, like, a flat screen TV, but trust me, well worth it. Are they gonna be having that conversation? Tom and Jerry came out almost 100 years ago, and I think the reruns still air. I mean, yeah, a lot of the Looney Tunes came out like a ridiculous amount of time ago. That's true. On some level, it does feel as though TV is getting worse, but I think that just might be more that we don't remember the ridiculous amount of crap that was on TV, like in the 90s and 2000s and stuff. If something was garbage, in the 90s, no one watched it and no one talked about it. If something's garbage now, it's like, hey guys, you hear how bad this show is? And people would just start talking about it on Twitter. Like if Morbius came out in the 90s, just no one would talk about it. Comes out in 2020 and everyone's memeing about it, how bad it is. This is the perfect time travel movie. Let's make like a tree and get out of here. Do you guys understand why I say that? Do you guys get that reference? Back to the Future, exactly. Now that's a movie that I expect people will still be watching a hundred years from now. There are very few movies that are considered by many to be like the perfect movie of its genre. And Back to the Future is the perfect time travel movie. It, it, it's, there's just nothing better. Sure, if you like think really hard about it, there are some plot holes, but it's like, that's always the case with time travel movies. When you watch it, none of that is apparent. You have to like sit down and like pen and pad a paper and think about it hard. Back to the Future is not a perfect movie. Look, if you just want to be contrarian, feel free, but you're wrong. 